Welcome to That's Rad Adventures in Life, Love, and Wedding, wedding Planning from the Pacific Northwest. I am Rad, your host and owner of Rad Occasions, and this is the amazing Rob. Hello. And you just did a wedding without me. Yeah, it was very strange because it's the first time I've ever done a wedding without you. As an assistant. As an assistant. As an assistant. Because you're not a lead. No. I don't know if you ever want to be a lead. Do you? No. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> You give me heavy stuff to move around, and I'm very happy to just do that. Yeah, it's a lot of details. Mm -hmm. It is. This is Season 3, Episode 7, and today we're going to chat about what comes before most wedding days and something that we get a lot of questions about, the rehearsal. Not to be mistaken with that TV show that's on Crave now called The Rehearsal. Yeah, you've seen it. I haven't. I haven't seen it. I've just oh, seen I the preview. You did. No, no, oh, okay. no, no, no. Never mind. Never mind. Nope. <laughs> have you been a part of a wedding rehearsal? Yes, I have. Because I was a, I've been a groomsman three times. Yeah, and we yeah. didn't have a wedding rehearsal because, well, it was a surprise wedding. Can't yeah. really rehearse that. <laughs> No, I'm just trying to think back. I think I've only been a groomsman. Yeah, I think I've been a groomsman three three times. And how did the rehearsals go? Good. You don't remember? It was a while ago, wasn't it? Was it was a while yeah. ago, yeah. Okay, well, we're going to start from the top of what is a wedding rehearsal. And it's basically just the dry run of any ceremony. Um, and it's about one to two days before the wedding. And it makes sure that everybody who's involved knows where they need to be, where they need to stand, all that kind of stuff. And it's a really good time to ask questions that your wedding planner or your officiant can answer. And if there's any hiccups that come along, maybe things that you didn't really quite think through, like this for some people, the height is a really big factor, uh, like making sure that everybody like, you know, Oh, like your wedding party height? Yeah, your wedding party height. Like, some mm. people, like, don't really want, like, somebody short and then somebody tall. Then, you know, that kind of thing. They want it all, like, lined Symmetrical. up. Symmetrical. Mm-hmm. Or then there's, like, questions about uh, where you should stand, how you should be looking, like, where you should be looking. Because, you know, those kinds of things, it's kind of important for photos. Yeah, and it's very different between, like, a church wedding and a formal wedding mm -hmm. and then an informal wedding. Like, there's, yeah. Yeah, there's I, lots to I've, consider. I've been a groomin, groomsman for a few different styles of weddings, so I know that, yeah, there's a whole bunch of different styles of... Mm-hmm. Of kinds of wedding ceremonies. Yeah. yeah. So, I know a question that I get asked a lot is, who needs to be at the rehearsal besides the couple, obviously? Because you kind of need them. <laughs> and my answer is always the wedding party and anyone who has a role in the ceremony. So this could be your parents, your grandparents, if they're walking down the aisle with, say, with either part of the couple. And if there's going to be the, the wedding party. This is your bridesmaids, your groomsmen, your best person, your best man, all that kind of thing. Um, anyone who's giving a reading for example, flower girls, ring bearers, that kind of aspect is also included. If you have a, a dog or any other kind of animal that's being a part of your wedding, if they can be there for the rehearsal, that's also beneficial. 
I know that sometimes can't be the case, but if it's possible, we welcome it. Your wedding planner or date of coordinator, I'm sorry, month of coordinator. I can't believe I just did that on my <laughs> own podcast after I harp on everyone. Is going to be at the wedding rehearsal. They're going to help with pointing out any potential issues. They're going to liaise with your vendors, like your DJ, your officiant, if your officiant can't be there, um, your live musicians, whoever else is taking part in the ceremony that isn't typically there for the rehearsal. So they, they're very well informed about what's happening. Um, I know I mentioned that perhaps your officiant or your marriage commissioner might not be at your rehearsal, and that's because there is an extra cost, and some people choose not to pay that additional cost because their wedding coordinator is already including that in their package and can run through the ceremony rehearsal with the wedding party and anyone else that's involved. Um, And of course, then anything like announcements for the guests, that'll all be liaised to your officiant or different things that you've discussed in during the ceremony rehearsal about how like the rings will be presented or how you'll walk off to do the signing. All of those things will be taken into account. Another question I get asked a lot is what about the dinner that comes after? It's optional. You do not need to add another thing to your plate if that is just way too much for you to consider planning. And also sometimes parents want to plan those kinds of things for you and host them. So if that is also another option, uh, if you do want to go ahead and host it, it's a really great way to enjoy the company of your wedding party right before the big day because everyone's excited and it's a really good time to connect with your in-laws and maybe even throw in some speeches if there, maybe there wasn't enough time to add those to the actual wedding day. But if you want to do nothing, that's fine. No one's going to judge you. There's no requirements. Mm-mm. Definitely not. Well, actually, there is one requirement, and this is a good segue. Mm. Have a wedding rehearsal. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's going to seem like added stress and just one more thing you have to organize, but it really will help. I feel like the more you know, the more you can prepare, the less you're going to stress about the day. Maybe I'm wrong. That's how I feel. No, they were definitely helpful, especially to like figure out where you're going to stand, how everything's going to go, like just to get a good idea of the best way. And it makes you feel more comfortable because you've done it once before. It's not the first time mm-hmm. you're doing it on the day of when you're already stressed because it's a pretty big deal. And everybody's there. Yeah, I will say I do remember from one of the rehearsals, the commissioner was there And they were funny because they said, I can only say so much because if I say too much, then I'm legally marrying you today. (laughs) But they're not, though. No. Because the paperwork has to be signed still. So they're not technically. No. Uh, And the thing is, too, like I know I mentioned earlier that we didn't have a wedding rehearsal because it was a surprise wedding. And yeah, normally if I hear that it's just an elopement, then we don't need to really need a rehearsal. Um, like you can talk things through in terms of like how you're going to walk in and on like where it's going to be and all of that. So that doesn't really need like an in-person rehearsal in my opinion anyways. Um, but I know that like if you're 
still not sold on it. These are gonna, I'm going to run through some reasons on why it's really important to have a rehearsal. And one thing I noticed is that the ceremony doesn't really get that much love, even though that's the reason that everybody's there, <laughs> you know? And it, the thing is, is that like the whole point of a wedding is to celebrate your marriage. So why do we not pay that much attention to the ceremony and more to like the party afterwards? And maybe think about skipping the rehearsal because I feel like that's the part that needs to get a little bit more attention seeing as we wouldn't be here otherwise for this wedding day, hence wedding in the day. (laughs) And the thing is too, is when you do a walkthrough, like we've said before, it puts your mind at ease and it's way more than walking down the aisle the common question I get asked a lot is how fast to walk. Um, and it's really funny. One of the wedding commissioners told me that you should walk as fast as not wanting to spill your drink. So like if you're holding a bouquet, pretend that that's your drink and you don't want to spill it. And it actually works really well. Cause I know on TV shows, everyone sees the, like the dun dun da da, like the, you take a step and then you like put your feet together and you take another step and you put your feet together. Do not do that. Please do not do that. I hate when people do that. It'll take forever. And we don't have enough music for that usually. (laughs) And like the song that's been picked out and there's always a long way to go down the aisle. So please, please do not do that. Yeah, we're not cutting this for, you know, movie... There's no movie magic. Nothing, (laughs) yeah. And we haven't learned how to teleport yet, so there's that. Or maybe we have, and I just don't know. (laughs) Chick with Area 51, get back to me. Um, This is also a really good time to figure out where and how to stand. This is... And I know, like, you're like, I know how to stand, Rad. What are you talking about? It's I do it every day. But you have to think about the photographer and the videographer. And also, if you're in the wedding party, you want to be able to see what's actually happening. So typically, we will actually start rehearsals where everyone is standing where they're supposed to be at the archway or the altar, whatever it might be. And we work backwards. And I know I've had a lot of people stick their hand up and being like, but how did we even get here? How come we're not practicing that part? Because they weren't listening when I was telling everyone that we were starting backwards. And it's because if I send somebody down the aisle and they don't even know where they're supposed to end up when they get there, it's going to be very confusing. So that's why we start backwards. In terms of how to stand, I don't know if this was gone over in your rehearsals, but I always tell anybody who doesn't have any flowers to stand all the same way, either with like their watch hand over top of their other hand or like hands behind their back or like just by their sides. Hands and pockets do not, do not look great. They do not look good on photos. Mm-mm. No. No. I've been suggested two ways. The two ways you said. Mm -hmm. And one of them was more formal, so it was definitely behind the back and more at attention. Mm -hmm. And the other one was much more casual, so it was, yeah, hand on wrist, basically. Right. Yeah. And this is also a time where we also, like, talk about, like, the angling so that people can see. Um, And then we also go through music cues and where to hold flowers Um, who's going to have the rings, how the rings are going to be passed. 
Um, who's going to have the vows and how are those are going to be passed to the couple uh, and who the witnesses are even going to be and how you get to the signing table and how your witnesses get to the signing table and then how you get back to your, your positions before you officially walk out. And like a really big one that people forget is that they're, that they're going to be holding a bouquet if they're a bride. And the thing is, is that at some point, you're going to be holding your significant other's hands, not your bouquet the entire time. So there's always like a cue in the officiant ceremony where you pass the bouquet to your maid of honor. And if you don't have a maid of honor, then of course your bridesmaid, or if you don't even have a wedding party, you would want to pass it to somebody in your front row. So like all of that kind of stuff is orchestrated during the wedding uh, rehearsal. And also fixing the train. We've had some epic trains. And that is definitely something that needs to be taken into account for. Especially, like I mentioned before, there's sometimes a long way to go to get to that archway. So definitely something that like is practiced in the rehearsal. You also want to think about who the other people are involved in your ceremony, but they aren't a part of the wedding party. So this could be your parents, grandparents, siblings, or people with a special job at the ceremony like a reader. And some really important things here is that when parents get up to the aisle with their child, it's weird to say that about a grown person, (laughs) but... (laughs) When they get up there, uh, their questions are usually, well, where do I sit? And we always sit the parents opposite from their child. So that way they can see their face and not the back of their head. And I've had some people make some jokes about that that I thought would be like, you know, they didn't want to see like their kid's face. And then it went the other way and they were like, okay, sure. I guess we can stare at them some more. (laughs) I'm like, all right, cool. Um, that first row too is really important to like actually reserve those seats. And it's really important to make sure that, um, anybody who's reading, if there's a grandparent baby, that's going to be signing for, as your witness and not standing up there with the wedding party, that is really important for those people to be accessible and in the first row. And we can't forget about the kids, if you have them in your wedding. I know some people are like, no, no kids. Um, You have to think about the fact that they're probably not going to want to stand up there with you, even if it's just a 20-minute ceremony. It's really important to have their parents on the ends of the aisles, either um, with a reserved seat um, or something to that effect, because they will want to have their kids just come to them so they can call them possibly. Or another really fun thing is I've seen kids being bribed with candy. Not so fun for the parents, but I mean, it gets them down the aisle. Yep. And also too, kids are unpredictable. So remember that if and even if it went well during the rehearsal on the day of the wedding they might decide that this is just not for them depending on whatever is going on that day and especially when they see that many people in the chairs because i've definitely done rehearsals where the kid was great and then the day of the wedding came and it he clued in that there was going to be people in the chairs and he got stage fright and did not end up walking down the aisle 
we're also going to start, we're also going to talk about the pets because I know we mentioned if you can have your pets at the rehearsal, if they're part of the ceremony, that is great. But if you're going to have a dog, I would suggest getting a dog sitter because they can kind of get some of the energy out of your dog before the actual ceremony. So they're not as hyped when they're coming down the aisle and like not as much of a distraction (laughs) for everybody else and you know it's basically just a good way for them to kind of get used to the space too instead of just being in the space for the first time ever but I'm not a dog owner so maybe I'm wrong there it's been a long time since I had a dog, so... Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like there's, like, a lot of new smells and things. Oh, yeah. They're so, usually all over the place. Yeah. So I feel... And, like, also definitely have somebody who's familiar with your dog to walk down the aisle. I haven't seen cats at a wedding yet, but maybe we can make it a thing. Yeah? Yeah. That would be interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is that old saying, it's like herding cats. Yeah, so, there is that, too. Maybe mm, not. Maybe not. Okay, dogs and hawks it is. Yeah, that was uh, quite the experience. (laughs) So I'm going to run through a tiny bit again on how we run through rehearsal. I know I mentioned earlier that we start at the end of the aisle, and this is because everyone needs to know where to stand, like I said before. And then while you're all there, we will basically go through parts of the ceremony. We're not going to go through the whole ceremony. Like we're not going to make you exchange your vows and all of that on the rehearsal day. It'll be more just of, okay, this is how the rings are passed. This is how you get to the signing table. This is basically how, what your witnesses are going to do. All of that jazz. We also say that for the rehearsal, we give couples 30 to 45 minutes. And I know that like the actual run through is not that long, but you may want to run it through more than once. There may be some people who still have questions because they weren't paying attention. There may be people who are just really nervous and they want you to run through it a few times. And that's totally okay. And another thing too is it's okay if you can't get in to the space that you're supposed to have your wedding. We have done rehearsals in people's backyards, at their Airbnbs. We've done it all over the place. Um, we, we make it work and then just remind everyone that the timing and the pacing that we're giving them that day is not going to be what they see on the actual wedding day. But reassure them that the wedding planner and or assistant will be there to send them down the aisle so they don't have to worry about anything and worry if they're going at the right time or the wrong time or walking too fast or walking too slow. So definitely don't um, use that as a hindrance to not have a rehearsal or a reason not to have a rehearsal, I should say. Anything I'm forgetting? I don't think so. This is going to be a really short and sweet episode because we are filming this on a Sunday. Not filming. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Recording this on a Sunday. You can tell wedding season is getting to me. And Revy is asleep. And we have some puffs waiting for us from Goodside Baking that we're going to devour. So thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, stay rad.